0: Hi, how's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Beautify Podcast, the premier e-commerce podcast brought to you by Debutify. I'm your host Alex Bond, and joining me today is Lamis Butt, the Senior Vice President of Global Alliances and Channels at Zuvu, the world's first all-in-one content discovery and e-commerce engagement platform. On this episode, Lamis and I discuss the importance of product discovery, how D2C brands can optimize customer engagement, the difference between B2B and B2C solutions, and much more. Here's our interview now
1: Lamise, welcome to the show
0: thank you for having me
1: very happy to have you so first off why don't you tell me a little bit about your company Zuvu
2: sure so Zuvu it's an AI discovery platform really at the heart of it our mission is to bring our customers closer to their end customers to help them find the products that they need online
1: oh that's very simple nice and succinct so one of the things that Zuvu does is I think the biggest thing that kind of falls under your um, umbrella, to my knowledge, is search discovery. There's a million other things that go with that. But can you give me and our listeners a little bit more background on what is like search discovery for for products?
2: Sure. I think probably the best way to explain it is To highlight the problem that we all face when we're shopping online. And I don't know when the last time you bought something was, but mine was this morning. Uh, I'm obviously in the UK, so it was a few few hours before you right now. But I was purchasing online, and honestly, being able to find what I'm looking for is not an easy task, whether it's uh, a bike, whether it's a washing machine, whether it's a laptop. And this was something that our customers understood. So, Microsoft, one of our customers, really did understand that buying a laptop online was an incredibly hard task. You were expecting your own customers to know what RAM means, what CPU means. And actually, you know, when you go into a store, you're used to having a a conversation that's more about needs. I use my laptop to study or I use my laptop for work and I like to store everything on my laptop or, you know, I like to blog a lot. And those are really human needs that anybody can understand. And so what Zuvu does is it takes all of those technical product data specifications, and we connect that technically through lots of APIs and things, and we'll humanize that technical language into a conversation that you can have kind of anywhere on your commerce platform. So whether that's uh, almost like a a chat-based conversation Or you can have this type of conversation in a search bar so we know that people drop to a search bar. It's like one of the first places they go kind of when you land on a website. But if somebody types to type in laptop, we start to understand that there's intent behind searching for something. So we can power a conversation that says, hey, what do you need this laptop for? And then start a very real conversation going back and forth that is all based on machine learning to really recommend the right product for you.
1: And I think that that process that you're describing is so inundated into our daily life that we don't often realize the process in and of itself, you know, every, every time that we get on a phone and, and search for something in Google or a website or Amazon or a, any any of these things, it's so second nature to us that I think we don't realize that that is some sort of platform or software or someone made that happen or that that's a marketing technique at the same time. I'm interested in what some of the ways are that your artificial intelligence technology elevates the product content for a search discovery. I
2: think that a lot of brands, retailers, and manufacturers all kind of, you know, are engaging in that concept of digital transformation. But digital transformation really isn't a a destination. It's a journey and it's ongoing. And I think having a commerce platform really in today's world just isn't enough. It's an index of products. And so what we at Zuvu want to be able to do is supercharge that experience by, as I say, taking kind of all of that product data and the way that we will humanize it is by understanding the context that is the product data, but also the needs of the customer. So it's being that bridge between understanding the technical hard specifications of even a washing machine whatever the product may be but then also understanding the softer subjective needs that may be associated with that and there may not be one so blue equals turquoise equals light blue you know and and there's like 50 different variations of blue how do i ensure that all of that rolls up into one and is associated with a product on on the other side and that's something that zubu can really do and has the power to do and then learn off that the more and the more is used.
1: No, I think that's so fascinating. And Zuvu's website explains it really well in terms of kind of finding what a customer means, even though it's not exactly what they sent sometimes. I mean, when I'm looking for maybe a synthetic material or the brand calls something a specific thing, but I call it waterproof or synthetic. It's just, I think language is very interesting in that aspect to where then you actually give customers what they think they wanted instead of what they actually wanted, which I think is is kind of the other side of that coin. So at least in terms of this product content, when you lead a customer to a product, how does that discovery then lead to more efficient conversion or sale?
2: I We say it's in three ways. Because imagine when you're in store and you're having that conversation with a salesperson, By the end of the conversation, most of the time, if they've not been a pushy salesperson, you do feel heard, seen, and you've built trust. You've built a bit of a relationship. And at that point, if you've matched my needs to a specific product, I'm more than likely to not only buy that product but I'm actually likely to buy the associated products as, as well. So the accessories that go with it, the compatible products. So the products, that, the keyboard, the Bluetooth keyboard and the mouse that go with that laptop or you know the bike that has the right accessories. And that same principle applies online because when you're trying to identify the right product for you, you would then have to go through that entire process again to find the right compatible accessories because that almost external compatibility configuration doesn't really, didn't exist before Zuvu. And so that's something that we're really proud of doing. We call them bundles to be able to surface to a customer, not just the product, but the associated products as well, so that we can show that we've, you know, developed trust. We've heard you, we've recommended the product that's right based on your needs. And guess what? Because of that, we know that you're going to need A, B, and C that are associated with that product as
1: well. I think the other side of that is what you are calling the the conversation or co- conversational commerce, and that as a way to kind of engage. I mean, that feels like the overarching theme in what you guys really do. So I'm curious how how the biggest D2C brands optimize their e-commerce engagement and ROI. Like how, how do they actually do that?
2: Optimization is a key word there. It's something that Zubu does really well, where we understand the experiences again are a piece of the puzzle. And what we want to be able to do is offer insights and data that would back up the experiences to really show and help brands and retailers how to optimize each experience. And so as the conversations are happening, we can actually track how those conversations are performing, which are the conversations that lead to conversion versus the one that, you know, makes people drop off essentially. So you can run A, B tests on how they work. It's almost like having your two best salesperson up against each other and seeing which one performs better. And then based on that, you can then put them in the hotspots of your, of your website. So brands, retailers, and also kind of in the B2C world, B2B world as well. Sorry. They will test and learn because they really do want to try and simulate and create what's now known as that connected customer experience.
1: And how are these, how does the AI get incorporated to drive the customer engagement more specifically?
2: I mean, the AI, and I've spoken about this quite a few times in terms of how AI has developed over the years. I think many years ago, it was seen as this black box where everybody kind of thought iRobot was going to pop out and nobody really understood what was sitting within, within that box. And AI is essentially data models. It's learned data models. And the more that our experiences are used by customers, the more that we learn and the better that we can recommend. And so all that we're doing is we're being able to aggregate large forms of data to be able to say, we know that based on your persona type, we can recommend this because it suited X amount of other people. And if we start to see that that's, that kind of conversation or that recommendation stops performing because people don't actually click to convert, that will flag in the system and say, hey, we think there's a problem here and suggest a recommendation to change uh, the series of questions to something that could convert better.
1: What's interesting about it is you have solutions for both businesses and consumers, right? So Zuvu is designed as as B2B and B2C. So are there any, there have to be some. What are the actual differences between the services that you the solutions that you offer to businesses versus consumers is it is it super different
2: it's a really good question if you think about the products that well the way i like to call them are tools so we call them within our discovery platform we have a set of discovery tools that can be used by either b2b or b2c and the mission and the end goal is to help customers find what they're looking for. And so you can use the exact same experiences in both instances, but all I would say is that there is a high level of complexity in the B2B world that we can absolutely resolve. And and it's become incredibly powerful because I'll give you an example. If you think of hospital machinery, you're dealing with A product that may have, you know, 10,000 different combinations. And only an experienced expert who's sitting in the office, been in the company for 12 plus years, knows that handbook like front to back and could be able to be on the phone and recommend this what's called a bill of materials to the end customer. And now with Zuvu, what we can do is connect to that back end uh, CPQ configure price quote and expose that to the end customer through the series of questions that that sales rep is asking because it's it's digitizing that best conversation for conversion.
1: And I'm curious in terms of the actual long term scale, whether it's whether it's B two B or B two C how these businesses can have increased long-term customer satisfaction, because that's that's kind of the new metric that everyone's really looking at is that LTV retention. So how do businesses increase that with their product?
2: I think it stems from you know that first instance of once you've recommended the product, we want our customers to feel that we've developed some form of trust with them by recommending what we know that they need based on what they've told us. And then as you go through that funnel and you think about retention and you think about retargeting, we want to be making sure that we're retargeting based on the things that we know. Now in a zero-party data world, unless you've obviously logged in, that isn't possible. But what is possible with Zuvu is understanding that a persona type of this kind may want to have a specific product recommended to them at a later date. And so we can still do that and have all of this data plugged into marketing systems, which is incredibly powerful. But I also think from a scalability standpoint, being able to provide a consistent brand experience leads also to uh, retention of customers because wherever you touch and feel the brand, you're getting hopefully the good experience. And so with Zuvu, what we deployed was what we call syndication. So wherever, let's just say on a brand site, so on let's just say Dyson, on the Dyson site, you can now have a digital experience that will help you choose the right vacuum because God only knows what is the right vacuum for somebody who's never, you know, first time buying a house and you it's wood floors, it's carpets, which is, I want, you know, dual purpose. But then I want to make sure that if I'm shopping in uh, Walmart or I'm shopping anywhere else that, you know, is selling Dyson products that I'm getting that exact same experience by having kind of that discovery uh, conversation on Walmart.com or on, uh, you know, any other retailer website. And that is something Zuvu can do. So it also gives the brands access to how their customers want to shop, whether that's through brand or whether that's through retail.
1: I think that's fascinating and and I like that you previously used the word tools instead of solutions because I think that's it's interesting, but that feels more it feels less, I don't know, condescending where where a, a lot of companies say, you know, we bring solutions because you caused a problem or something like that. I hope that's making sense because I'm I'm trying Thanks. to like essentially lead into the fact that. That's what you're doing at the end of the day, but that doesn't always make brands uh, or or businesses feel comfortable wanting to work with you. So what are kind of some of the bigger problems or misconceptions or ways that brands and businesses aren't taking advantage of, you know, search discovery and this kind of conversation and, and engagement that can be started with your products? What do you have to kind of come in and fix a little bit?
2: We call it kind of being problem aware. And being solution aware. And a lot of the brands and retailers now, luckily, that we speak to post-COVID are problem aware. They know that they have a problem because they, they've looked at the analytics on their website. They know that customers are either there sitting, they're not doing anything, or they're meandering around and then dropping off. There's a problem. And it's because they can't navigate or be guided through the site in the way that they'd want to be. We take a more consultative consultative approach up front to really help our, our customers understand the way best practice should be kind of on their commerce platform. And then we help them and guide and say, we have a series of tools that would be helpful here. We know that in your segment, in your vertical, this tool has performed incredibly well. These are kind of up you know, on average, the stats that you would expect to see. And based on that, we'll then go ahead and test and learn with a category, whether that's a vacuum or a washing machine. And very, very quickly, they will start to see uplift and then want to grow that out across the rest of their product portfolio.
1: Well, that's amazing. And why is, is Zuvu's technology which just on face value to me, who isn't an expert, but interviews a lot of people. Why is your tech and the Zuvu platform more sophisticated than kind of the more standard fare right now? Because I'll be honest, the the companies that y'all work with are are some of the most prestigious on the planet. I mean, you name dropped Microsoft earlier. That's along with, I want to say, 3M, Dyson. Under Armour, I mean, these are these are really big brands. So I'm I'm curious what actually separates your tech versus the others.
2: First up, we're incredibly lucky to have the partnerships that we have with these incredible organizations. And we're lucky that they want to engage in such a partnership with us because it's a journey that we're going on together. And they know that they're not kind of just taking Zuvu, implementing it, and then leaving it and letting it be. Zuvu is a part in their, you know, in their daily jobs, because you, we want people to be in the platform we want people to be taking those insights and using them to help better be targeted and all of those things so we're very lucky to to have the, the customer base that we do you know when we're having the conversations up front with these brands it's very much about validating that we know that there's a problem, but how can we in the shortest time frame, provide a solution for you that's going to not impact the rest of your business, but you are going to see upfront returns, you know, within the space of six to 12 weeks.
1: And I think that there's different solutions for different companies as part of what I'm, I'm hearing you say. And one of the things, it's interesting because you represent Zuvu, you work with companies that represent you know their interests, and then we'll call me the consumer. You know, so I'm interested in what occasions and what kind of like the overarching goal is for for Zuvu. Sometimes, right? So uh, I'm curious if if your tech matches customers to the most accurate product that they're looking for. Is it the most profitable for for the company, or is it the best for the customer in terms of like price wise? So. Those are just three little examples of the way that we we say what fits or what's best. It kind of depends on the perspective. So I'm curious what what that is specifically.
2: So Zuby's been around since, you know, pre-2017. We've spent a long time crafting, really crafting and developing the innovation that exists within the platform. The tools that I spoke about before are very diverse in the fact that a lot of the companies that now exist that are in kind of that search space or the, I kind of want to call them the quiz space, focus on maybe one of the tools that we have in our kit. And the beauty of Zubu is that we are an ecosystem of those tools. And so we're able to really deliver that end-to-end customer experience, no matter whether it is uh, a visual configuration that somebody wants to have. So they want to visually configure a helmet for a fireman, we can help you do that visually kind of online, but we can also provide that conversation up front to really help merge the two things together. And then let's just say we want to be able to have the search conversation as well. We can do all of those things. And so we're definitely not the cheapest on the market. But actually what we're able to do, as I say, is then deliver that end to end, which is why the brands and the organizations that we work with are in a partnership with us, because it's a land and expand motion. They see success and then they want to broaden those horizons across the rest of the
1: portfolio. So what I'm hearing you say is that it's more about the experience and the relationship than it is anything to do with products.
2: I would say it's definitely to do with the products. I think that we've made some acquisitions. We've definitely invested a lot into the product. And the way that, you know, our semantic engine works, which is how our product data becomes humanized is incredibly powerful. You pair that with the series of discovery experiences, the tools that we have, that's what makes this powerful so like the relationship and the experience side of like how we partner with our customers absolutely like that that's definitely a part of it but the the tech product that is within our platform is incredibly powerful because you've got that semantic contextual engine and then being able to plug that into whatever experience the customer may need on the front end, and then you pair that with a very light touch integration, it's just a win-win on both sides.
1: And how has the industry, I guess we'll call it the the, the sub-industry of, of product discovery, how has that changed in the last five years? You mentioned Zuvu's been around since 2017. How has that changed in the last five years?
2: I think that, you know, COVID was a huge catalyst. Before, you know, pre COVID, we were doing, we were doing, we were doing well. But my gosh, the year of COVID, like most people, everybody kind of had a moment where we're like, are we going to survive this? Within, I would say, six weeks, everyone, I guess, had come together and just thought, we need to be digital. We need to be digital first. And so we saw a huge influx. It was probably our, you know, highest growth year yet. And since that point, you know yes we've kind of we've we've slowed a little bit but i think it's come down to a, a natural a natural like growth increments and we're now at a place where we've seen a huge trajectory of the education side of people understanding what discovery is for e-commerce and then being able to actually apply that using Zuvu. So we've also had to go on a bit of a journey because we're the market leader in the space and we've had to go on a journey of brand development and awareness and all of those things. And as you say, having the names that we have under our belt is very, very helpful. Uh, And what we've done now to accelerate that even further is develop technology partnerships. And so those are with, you know, the sales forces, the SAPs, which are incredibly strong partnerships that we have and, you know, that there's real value going both ways.
1: Yeah, and as you mentioned, you're on the cutting edge with the tech. So it sounds like you're developing the partnerships. What what are you and your team specifically currently developing? Is it just the partnerships or or, you know, I mean AI, you mentioned it yourself, it is kind of like a black box thing and I feel like in the current Zeitgeist, it's still a bit of a black box thing, even though it's been around for years now, there's a certain connotation still attached to it. So, how do you distinguish or uh, diminish those connotations a little bit?
2: I'm really excited for what's to come over the next couple of years because when I think about generative AI, Chat GBT, and the way that the world is moving, it only feeds kind of what Zuvu uh, is, you know, is providing to our organizations. If you think about being able to recommend a product and then synthesize that information that exists on a product page and be able to put it in like real kind of human conversational language as for why this is right for you, based on the answers that you've given us in that kind of conversation, you're taking this to to a completely different level. So the conversation doesn't stop when you hit the product, the PDP page. Now we're actually gonna try and continue that conversation through Generative AI and ChatGBT to really help bring context and understanding throughout the entire customer journey.
1: No, I think that's very valuable because consumers often bring their own context. So if you can kind of fill in those gaps, then you create that relationship. And people will want to keep coming back. Other question. I mean, this is kind of still baked into what we've already been talking about. But do you see the product discovery industry, how do you see that kind of changing significantly in the next 10 years? I know you don't have a crystal ball, but being on the cutting edge and working with companies like Microsoft, I know that they put a bunch of money into AI and and even video gaming and 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 I'm interested in what you see down the road that our listeners could be maybe aware of
2: I think whether you're a small business or you're an enterprise being able to grasp the power of good discovery on any website is imperative to your success you know whether you're selling five to ten products on your website as a small business versus selling hundred thousand products as a large enterprise. You want to help guide your customers to the right product and you really have to do that through developing relationships and experiences and conversations on your, on your commerce platforms. And the way that I see this progressing in the future is that no matter where you land kind of on any. Website that it won't feel like an index of products anymore, that we will be having digital conversations to be guided to a series of products or solutions or services to help us get to the things that we need in a much faster way. Because, predominantly, you know, cost of living aside and and recession aside, most people are money rich, time poor. And if we can give people time back, time is the, you know, it's a it's a commodity that you you will never be able to retrieve and so it's so important that we're able to optimize in every which way we can and using these types of tools uh, will be the way to do that in you know now and in the future and in the future it will be about how every organization does this in the most streamlined way i think that even the tech giants they're all understanding that every customer needs this Type of tool, this type of uh, experience to to serve their customers well. The problems that people are hearing are: we're not getting enough conversions on our website. Are uh, you know we want to boost our average order value? How do we do that? Well, you've got to draw it back and figure out. As we kind of started with, what are the problems? What are we seeing on your current website? Are we seeing customers hit category pages, hit product pages, and they're not purchase? what what's actually happening and if you can kind of reverse engineer that journey you can identify the pinpoints of where this is and by and large its customers aren't finding what they need in a streamlined way and so they'll either go to a competitor or they'll wait and they'll go in store and purchase there
1: that's 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 very fascinating i just imagine how is it going to be even easier because it already feels so easy now for me just just for me personally I know uh, there are business owners out there that are like, it is not easy. It is complicated because the conversions are low. But when I can just, you know, sit on my couch and say, hey, Alexa, what's this or what's that and 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 not even have to like open any sort of technology, it feels as easy as it's ever been. So I, I'm interested I think to also,
2: the b, the b, yeah, the B2C world is definitely ahead, you know, ahead of the game as it pertains sure, to b sure, sure, sure they've they've definitely understood because they've always been more more digi- digitally native they've been more consumer focused you know with regards to e-commerce typically the b2b organizations had e-commerce not for an index of products but more for education this is who we are this is the type of work that we do call us if you need anything but how do we change that because organizations are asked to be you know to do more with less we need to increase profits we need to increase our targets but you can't hire more sales people so how are you supposed to do it and this is exactly kind of where Zuvu comes in so I think the future and I, I, again I've said this before B2B is on the cusp of a revolution as it pertains to digital they are going to go through something huge some of them are cracking the code and they're seeing fantastic returns. And it's just about the rest kind of coming on that journey now as well. And really kind of B B2, to B2C being here, B2B being here, and kind of just coming up to at least meet. But B2C will always stay ahead.
1: No, I mean that's 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 very astute observation. And I know you're right because every single website that I go to always has. Schedule free demo here. Like that, that feels get a quote now. You know, that, that is, there's always that extra step that I feel like pushes business away to some sort of effect where it's like, why do I have to be the one to take the first step? You know, why do I have to take the leap when in a consumer, you know, in a B2C world, it's usually the other way around where it's kind of like, you got to take the leap and giving me a list of products first compared to in a B2B solution. It's like, Okay, so what specifically are you looking for? It's kind of like a, a more awkward first date than, than B2C. So I think you're right. And, and I would really pay a ticket to see that revolution. So last question I have, it's the same last question that I always ask my guests is you yourself explained the value of time now is even, you know, more expensive than money. And in the e-commerce world, a lot of e-commerce entrepreneurs and professionals value their time. And I also think it's important to have good mental health because it's an extremely stress inducing industry. So I'm curious, Lamise, what you do with your free time to establish a good work-life harmony and good mental hygiene in terms of hobbies and interests.
2: Uh, I recently moved out of London. So I used to live in the city of London. And as you can imagine, that was a very, you know, very busy all of the time. And I'm now in the country. And so walks uh, just with nothing but grass us and feels are exactly how I uh, actually get my energy, but also wind down. It's a very bizarre kind of, I think it's sure. just calming the mind. And what I do like to do, I've heard people throughout my career say, God, you know, is that counterproductive? But I actually find that it's the best way for me to reset and come back is actually throughout the day, I take 15 minute moments where it's almost not meditation, but there is no screens, there's no nothing. And it's just silence because it allows my brain to completely calm. And it's in those moments that I get my best ideas. I figure out how to unstick something that's been stuck in my head for maybe the past two hours. It's when everything starts to just calm down and I can really clear the haze and see the way through.
1: No, that's wonderful. I think that's extremely healthy and meditative and um, definitely more productive than counterproductive because just because it doesn't serve me and my business now doesn't mean that it doesn't in 30 minutes when I return to something and can get it done in 15 minutes instead of an hour. So I think it's uh, you know short-term investment, long Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure and good luck with Zuvu and the future.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: I'd like to thank my guest, Lamise Butt, for joining me on the show and come back on Tuesday when I talk with Dr. Travis Ziegler, a recovering optometrist turned e-commerce entrepreneur who currently runs Profitable Pineapple Ads, which specializes in helping brands scale their sales on Amazon. For more information about Lamise, you can connect with her on LinkedIn. To learn more about Zuvu, you can check out their website, zuvu.com, spelled Z-O-O-V-U.com. That's our show. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you come back to find new episodes. episodes being published every Tuesday and Thursday. Until then…